Tuesday. We're back. We are back on this beautiful Tuesday. Aren't lemons your favorite? Good to be back. How was your weekend, Mike? <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah, it was good. Nothing too crazy. Lay low. Drank a little bit. Very nice. I know. I know you were in Florida. How was how was flow? How was flow? Hey, it was great. We got a little, you know, rest and relaxation. Got to play a little golf. Got to see my parents out there. Uh, actually, went down to see Mets, you know, spring training. So that was good. I'd never done that before. So got to see my Metsies in action. You know, <laughs> they're not very good, right? We'll see, Mike. <laughs> like always, I got to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get started today. We got viewers. Are... What? <laughs> nice. Sorry? I said we got four viewers already. Oh, yeah. No, we're rocking and rolling today. Uh, we, got, we got an awesome show. Uh, Jess Harmon is here tonight, and she's going to be phenomenal. She's just going to blow us away with uh, some good tips that she has. So the first thing that we're going to do is Kevin has some uh, some amazing stuff that he wants to share with you guys, and uh, he's going to dive in right now. So we're just going to go full speed, and Kevin, take it away. All right. So just keeping, you know, with the, the general topic that we've kind of been preaching, you know, each week, just, you know, self-help and improvement kind of, you know, topics here. So this actually came from a book I read on, you know, a millennial entrepreneur. Um, his name is Peter Vug. Uh, very inspiring guy. He's always preaching, you know, uh, good habits and good, you know, things to kind of do as, you know, you're trying to strive towards your goals. So his book's called um, Six Months to Six Figures. And, I, you know, there's a couple of nice, you know, uh, quotes here and some tips that I kind of wanted to share with you guys. So first one was from Jim Rohn. Uh, this is a nice little uh, quote we have here. So it's uh, learn to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. If you work harder on your job, you can make a living. But if you work hard on yourself, you can make a fortune. So I thought that was pretty cool. And, you know, it's not all about work and, you know, what you're doing at work. And you really have to kind of spend some time on yourself, you know, develop yourself and, you know, strive towards those goals and areas of your life that you want to kind of improve on. So I thought that was a nice little quote there that I like to kind of, you know, incorporate into my life. So with that, um, some other, you know, things that I took from, you know, a chapter of this book was um, just in general, you know, strive to become a better person. Um, instead of, you know, comparing yourself to others and, you know, and, and what you really want to do is, you know, differentiate, differentiate yourself from others. And uh, really the goal is to kind of be, you know, better each day and, you know, be better than the person you were the day before. And really when you, um, there's no limits to success when you kind of commit to growing and learning more and becoming more valuable, you know, in your job and anything you kind of do in your life. And, um, you want to just be, you want to be the go-to person, even when you're at work, you know, you want to be the person that X, you know, can go to you to ask questions and just kind of, you want to be that person that, you know, they rely upon. So, uh, and then this overall, you know, knowledge is not power. Um, and, and it's really what you do with that knowledge that leads to mastery. So like we've been saying, you got to take action on what you learn. And this is really ultimately what's going to kind of defer, determine your success. So a couple tips to kind of start us off here and just keep your, you know, mindset going here and, uh, Look forward to kind of hearing what, you know, Jess got to say and some tips that she can share from her experience and her, you know, life so far. So looking forward to it. All right, cool. So those are all your tips for tonight? That's it. A couple quick ones, but um, I feel like some, you know, actionable stuff and just some stuff to think about. And, you know, each week we're going to try to give you a couple uh, tips here to kind of think about and kind of start to incorporate in your life. And, you know, this, the, a lot of these tips have helped, you know, us and, you know what we've been doing so i think it's you know sharing this is kind of what we're about and we want to help others and make sure people can kind of do this you know similar stuff to kind of what we're doing so um you know the more the merrier and you know we, we're always looking to help people out so 
that's what Twin Ties is about. Yeah, that's why we do this. So uh, we're going to get Jess on in a second. She's having uh, some technical difficulties, but, um, you know, this stuff happens. So well, what she's really good at, though, is, you know, she's good at sales. She's got a phenomenal personality, super outgoing, and she applies that to her work every single day and what, uh, you know, what she does with her clients and how she gets people jobs and puts them in better positions than where they were. So, um that's why we're going to be going over some resume tips and interview tips uh, that are really going to be impactful and stuff that you can implement right away, like make some quick changes to your resume and what to focus on and not focus on just really anything. And she's going to be talking about how to crush an interview. So that's so important. And, you know, Jessica, Jess and I used to work together back in the day. And uh, this is what we did every single day. We talked about, you know, <laughs> really just saying, you'd be surprised. People don't show up with resumes. They don't. You know, they, they I've heard the stories, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really bad. So um, before before we get into anything, do uh, does anybody have any questions for Kevin? Yeah. Fire away. Kevin's got a lot of knowledge. If there's no question, I do have a couple of things I can kind of just touch upon while we're waiting for Jess. But let's see if we got any questions for. Go for it. All right, so I'll start with something while people are kind of, you know, throwing some stuff out there. So just, you know, in general, when you're at, you're trying to do anything with self-improvement, um, you know, it can be very overwhelming, you know, at first. And you got to realize that you can't take on everything. So um, what you want to do is, um, you know, focus on, you know, maybe one or two skills that you can focus on at a time. Break those skills down into like little manageable goals where you can kind of, um, you know, check things off and kind of go along the way and kind of continue to make progress. Sometimes it's so overwhelming. Uh, when you have, you know, all these different things to do and it's just it's so much. But when you break it down into simple steps, it allows you to kind of see some progress. And really, when you first define your goals and your priorities, it gives you a lot of clarity on what you're trying to do. And, you know, it allows you to kind of aim towards what you're trying to achieve. So just a couple more tips there. But um, let's see. Any questions here? All right. We got one. So where did I go to school? Good question. So I actually went to school in Marist, Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, I studied business there for four years. Um, it was a great experience, great school. Met a lot of great people, learned a lot. Um, I got to study abroad in Florence, Italy for four months, which is great. Great experience. I would, you know, recommend that to anybody else that's could have the chance to do that, you know, during their experience at college. It's really a great time to kind of travel, learn things, experience things, live in a new area, kind of, you know, interact with, you know, different people, different nationalities and, it's a different life over there. You know, everybody's, um, it's very you know, it's slow pace. It's not as fast pace as, you know, over here in, in the U.S. and New York where we live. So it's really, it gives you a nice, you know, view on life and kind of gives you, uh, you know, a different uh, mindset when you kind of think about it. It's, it was uh, definitely, you know, a transition going there and kind of, you know, going down to that slow kind of pace. But it really taught you to kind of, you know, relish in, in the moment and kind of, you know, take, um, you know, those experiences with, you know, whether it's just playing cards with your buddies, you know, talking with them, communicating, um, you know, there's a lot more to life than, you know, on your phones and, you know, looking through text messages and all that stuff. And really it was nice going over there and um, kind of just simple life, you know, kind of just talking with people, no TVs, no anything, you know, not much text messages and just, uh, you know, that quality is great. And it's, it's really something that I brought, you know, back to the U S and kind of uh, it's uh, it's really helped me. So. Um, yeah, so Maris has been good, but uh, it was a great experience, like I said, and learned a lot. And, you know, it, it kind of set me towards my you know goals of becoming, 
you know, working for IBM and then obviously, you know, become an entrepreneur on the side and just kind of keep it active. And so good question. Yeah, that's, that's Kev's little backstory. He's a stud, you know, he, he just kills it every week in and week out. So, um, so we finally got Jess set up. Uh, I'm going to intro her right now. And basically, so she is a, she's a, uh, She's in staffing. Uh, she does a lot of her work in the city on the lot and uh, on Long Island, and she is the go-to for everything. So she manages client relationships. She learns everything about them inside and out. So she knows exactly. Jesus, that's my phone. Uh, exactly what her clients are looking for, and that is her job. Her job is to fill the position, uh, the available position, with the best candidate possible, and she does that with people that she speaks to and meets with, and. Uh, her recruiting team meets with and they kind of, you know, play matchmaker. They line up two and two and uh, they try to make the both the, the best fit for both both sides. So um, we want to put she wants to put people in better positions than where they were. And she does that by knowing exactly what the clients are looking for, what her candidates are looking for um, and setting the right expectations. So both sides know exactly what they're getting into and what they're getting out of the situation. And she does such a great job of knowing exactly what uh what companies and and candidates are looking for so i'm gonna let her dive in right now into uh the number one part is having a good resume and even getting that interview to begin with so uh jessica will be joining us in three seconds and she's gonna dive into all that stuff hey jess hey how's it hey, going jess. how are you how are you oh there you I'm go jump right into what a good resume looks like i get this question all the time from candidates um really the long and the short of it is just be clear and concise so all of your bullet points, make sure they make sense. Don't drag on, don't you know, put things that are irrelevant in there. My big pet peeve with the bullet points are, do not put a period at the end of them. It's not a sentence. So <laughs> you have those on there, delete them. So make sure you're clear, concise. And I do also get a question a lot of, should I put an objective? And I'm a little bit on the fence about the objective portion because I feel like your objective should really be your cover letter. And I do get a lot of feedback from my recruiters that they love cover letters. It really is a chance for you to stand out. Whereas your resume is a nice way to bullet point your experience and be short, simple, to the point. And that's really what our clients want to see. Nice. And also make sure you don't have any spelling mistakes or errors. Give it to a friend. Give it to somebody that you trust that will read it thoroughly and make sure there's no spelling mistakes on those. Oh yeah, that's uh, I, I we know we know clients have like seen found one spelling mistake and then just thrown the resume out. That's how uh, strict some of them could be. All the time, and it doesn't matter what level you are. Honestly, I've seen it from recent college grads. I've seen it with people five years in. I I even saw it on a director of human resources resume, literally wow. in the. <laughs> management wrong so i mean at any stage of your career this is possible so definitely no matter what stage of your career you're at have someone look it over okay cool so yeah, I, went with now, one <laughs> I like that question that's a good one <laughs> i've always wondered do they do they read the objective is it kind of just a fluff kind of piece but it's good to, i like the cover you know if you use the cover sheet instead it kind of really sets you apart and you'd be surprised. I'm sure Mike and you guys know, you know, not many people will do the cover letters and it really sets you up. So that's some good tips there. Yeah, do them. That's your opportunity to really show the, uh, the job you're applying for that you read the job description A. You're yeah. not just blindly applying to anything and you're really relating what you've done into the job that they're looking to fill. Yeah. So you're really helping them along right. in the process with the cover letter. Great. And then I want right, to jump cool. 
little bit about what a good interview is. I get these questions all the time too. And I can't tell you how many times I've walked into an interview room, even when I'm meeting with candidates and I get the whole like selfie thing and I walk in and they're in the middle of doing it. And I'm like, what are you, what you doing in here? You know, what's going on? You know? And they're like, Oh, sorry. I understand you're wearing a suit. You might be a little bit more dressed up than usual. Show up. Well, <laughs> so maybe not the best time. So make sure you're staying professional at all times. Um, and then again, to tie in with that, make sure you are wearing a suit. Kick it back old school. This is not the time to like show your fashion and, you know, show how you can stand out with what you're wearing. Be boring. Wear a plain suit. Make it sure it's appropriate. Wear the least amount of jewelry if you're a girl. If you're a guy, go classic colors nothing too crazy that's my best advice when it comes to dress and then I also jump into a little bit more of some questions here you want to make sure that all your questions that you're answering um, when they ask you you know what would you like to do for you know the rest of your life which is a tough question especially when you're coming out of college you know you have a lot of you know goals and aspirations which are great but you do want to make sure that you're answering questions to make them want to hire you so I have, <laughs> I have a unique, <laughs> right? I have the unique sense of being um, on both the candidate and the client side of this aspect. So I hear from my client their feedback, and I hear from the candidate their feedback. And the number one feedback I get from my clients is, "Yeah, they were really nice, seemed really great, but you know." I'm not sure they knew the position they were applying for because all they kept doing was telling me how they really wanted to be in marketing. And you know, this is a customer service position, right? Or <laughs> you know that this is receptionist position. And um, I really like that they want to be in cosmetology, but, you know, stay on point, you know, remember the job that you're applying for and make sure you have every question lead back to the job, why you're the best fit for the job, stay on point. And don't worry, they will try and, you know, trip you up, but be one step ahead, stay on point and come right back to the question and make sure it's relevant to the job. Um, another thing that I do want to put out to you is that please remember they have an opening, right? They have a business need. They have an open position. They want it to be filled and they selected your resume because they want you to get the job and they want this filled. You want the job. They probably want to give you the job more than you even want the job. <laughs> yeah. So don't be intimidated by them. So there's no need to be nervous. There are people just like you and me and you're going to be working with them. So, you know, make sure you guys get along and it's somewhere you can feel like being, but never be nervous. They're just people and they want you to get the job. So remember that it's very important. Good points. Exactly. And uh, we already are, our viewers are already learning from Jess. We know no suit selfies. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. That is 100% no go. So, all right. Awesome. Uh, I color suit. want to make sure it's black. Stay in, you know, if you do have a navy blue, that's nice too, you know, um, to go for that route. Make sure they match. Um, I did have feedback if it's, if it's for a really trendy company, I can understand some mix uh, match, whether you're wearing a different striped blazer with a different pair of pants. But I have heard some male supervisors, you know, interviewing for accounting, you know, positions. Uh, they didn't like the way the suit didn't match. So it really depends on the company culture that you're applying for. Um, always keep it as business and business professional as you can. 
Great. Good. Great tips there. Yeah. Yeah. That- I remember my days doing interviews. I tried to kind of just think about, you know, make it more like a conversation. Don't make it like a formal interview and try to build rapport with them. And they want to see that you're a real person. They don't want you to see that you're a robot and just kind of answering the questions. And they want you to kind of apply different experience that you had and kind of talk about that. And just something to think about. And I guess just beforehand, just prepare what kind of questions they can ask you and just have some, you know, you know, explanations in your back pocket just in case they come up and it just kind of keep more prepared and, you know, on top of things when they do ask the questions. So. Absolutely. They'll always ask you questions about um, some of the top questions are what is a p- previous supervisor that you had and um, how did you like working with them and how didn't you like working with them? Have you ever had a supervisor that you didn't get along with and how did you handle that? Um, have you ever not got along with a coworker? They'll try and answer, uh, have you answer these tough questions, yeah. not to rip you up, but they're really to find out your personality and yeah. then your thought process and how your problem solving skills are. So they're trying to see whether you're confrontational or if you step back and you think about the situation and you always want to make sure you come out on top, never bash your previous employer and never say, Oh, I left that job. It was just a whatever and make yourself sound above the job because then it comes across as a little bit elitist. And some people tend to do that when they're interviewing because they want to sound like the most attractive candidate. So they make themselves sound like they're so great from all their other positions, but really um, kind of makes you come across a little bit, you know, better than everyone. And they're, they're looking for a team player to come inside their organization and be a partner with them. Great. Yeah. I think teamwork's a big thing. Even, you know, with me, I tried to kind of have like situations where I, you know, I saw myself as a you know team leader and kind of led people. And like you said, just have, some experiences that you had in your back pocket where when those questions come up, you know, you can go right to it. You have some, you know, background on, you know, providing it instead of just kind of thinking there like, Oh, let me think about this. And you got nothing to say. So it's good to have a couple, you know, think about beforehand, you know, what were some experiences, like you said, where you, you changed something up for the better, or you had a situation that was difficult that you got through. Um, you know, if you have a couple of those, you can really just apply it to the questions that come up and it makes you seem more prepared, which is good. So. Absolutely. Preparation is key. Definitely write down some of these things on a notepad, whatever kind of notebook you have, legal pad. I always write down potential questions and then my answers to them. So I can really think through, you know, what they're going to say, what they're going to ask. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And then one, one thing that drives recruiters crazy and companies like, what is like the fluffy stuff that you want to like stay away from? Like, how would you, how do you avoid that? The fluffy stuff like on your resume or in an interview? Like both, both. Like you know yeah. I mean they don't like they I mean they do like to hear about um, you know, your like I said before, like your goals in life and your passions and things like that. But if you talk about them too much, then they think that that's where you're trying to go. And why would you want this job? You said you're really passionate about sports. So why aren't you working for, you know, some sports network? Why aren't you working for ESPN? Why are you applying for NBC? You know, whatever it might be. Um, They kind of take those things and they can flip them. Um, Just try and make sure you're always staying on point of the interview and making sure you're leading it back to the job. If you lead the questions back to them and and focus on, you know, um, you know, them and how you can help them and what is the company's missions and you know ask more questions about the company than they're asking you um it may show that you have interest you did your research and you're really interested in becoming a part of their organization throws them for a loop a little bit as well good 
Yeah, I think just having questions at the end, because a lot of times they, they will ask you, do you have any other questions? And if you don't have any, it really doesn't do you well. You know, you want to have some questions, show that you're interested. So, like you said, show you, you did your research and you can really set you apart. So it's a great tip. Yeah. Always be closing, you know, always ask, you know, can I have this job? Follow yeah. up with, you know, a potential for me to be here. I'd really love to be here. I like the company, the culture here. Seems like a great place to be. You know, what are the next steps in the process? What do I have to do to be a part of this team? You know, be excited about it. If they see your enthusiasm and that you're asking what the next thing you can do is and what you need to do, they're more likely to say, oh, okay, they're interested. Let's give this person a shot. Nice. Great. That's huge. That's something that people don't do enough of. And uh, that's so key to closing the interview. That's one of the most important parts is closing it. So, Yeah, so I had one more, Mike, actually, if you don't mind. So um, how about just like in terms of, I know it's one thing that, you know, my professors kind of told me, just in terms of body language when you're going through an interview, in terms of kind of, you know, just looking attentive, kind of, you know, giving, you know, good eye contact and stuff like that. Any tips in terms of that area? Uh, I always say bring a notebook uh, and a pen okay. so you are ready to, you know, um, write things down that they're saying. So you look engaged, yep. um, you came prepared, you know, so they know that if you have something you want to maybe circle back to write things down, even if it's, they can't see it and you're just mm -hmm. writing down like a random thing that they said, I, I've mm -hmm. done that a million times, you know, yeah. I just write something like has vacation days. Like, of course they do. I just want to look like I'm writing. So they think, you know, I'm involved. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, do that. You know, don't sit with your arms crossed and don't, yeah. um, you know, don't be looking away. Uh, don't be fidgeting too much. Uh, make sure you're staying, you know, open and you seem, you know, friendly. <laughs> and yeah, uh, they want to. Um, if you're too closed off, it comes across that you're not interested. Exactly. And if you're busy looking around or on your phone or whatever the case is, and believe it or not, like I've had candidates like receive a phone call and like go out and take it and come back. Yeah, and that's kind of like, is this okay? But like, they should know that's, that's not okay. You know, maybe silence it, you know, anything can wait. You're only going to be there for, you know, maybe um, an hour if it's a bigger position, maybe two hours, but give everybody um, in advance that this is what you're going to be doing for any kinds of emergencies. Great. Okay, good. So I know I know we have a few questions ready to go for, for Jess. So you guys can learn a little more about her and what makes her so successful. So Kevin, if you want to like tee those up, go ahead. Sure. All right. So the first one here, just to kind of stick with the agency, uh, you know, talking here. So if someone wants to use a staffing agency, uh, you know, for helping them finding a job, you know, what are some tips to how to interact with the agency? And then I guess follow up with them once you kind of, you know, have that initial discussion. And I would say go first and foremost, go on their website, mm -hmm. check it out, see what type of agency they are. There are so many different types of agencies. The one that I work for right now is Salmon Page. We do so many different forms of recruitment. I mean, we have every different division that you can think of from creative to accounting and administrative to, I mean, fashion and beauty, anything that you can think of, we have a division for it. So a lot of agencies specialize in certain things and some have more of a broad um, scope. So I would definitely go on their website, see what kinds of positions they have. And if you have interest in them, sign up, you know, attach your resume, sign up for alerts in your area so you can get some alerts when new positions come up. Because do keep in mind, there are people like me out there that are meeting with companies every day 
and finding out what their hiring needs are. And then I go back to the office and I get to talk to my recruitment team and we get to kind of work together about who's going to go to those companies. So new jobs come in every single day. So keep those alerts on. I know my company has a nice little alert thing for a mile radius and you'll get them. After you do that and you apply to the positions, a recruiter should reach out to you if you match the scope of the position that they're recruiting for. You can also call into agencies and ask, you know, when they're open houses or, you know, when they have a recruiting event. Um, or you can just simply call and say, hey, I'm kind of into fashion and beauty. Is there a way I can get involved? Well, I'm just going to plug my phone in really quickly so I don't die on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's happened to me before. I, I think the first one, I almost ran out of juice on my uh, computer. So <laughs> oh, my goodness. My video. Percent, I just got worried. Okay. Um, but that's what I would do. And you can always just simply call the agency and just ask if you can speak with a recruiter and they can walk you through everything. And then after that, I would um, always follow up. After you interview, follow up with them. See what they have. Like, ask if they have an availability list. Most agencies work off of an availability list yeah. where um, they say, like, oh, we have this new position. You know, who can we call? And if you're always following up professionally, hey, met you the other week, like, do you have anything this week? Or, hey, I'm still around, I'm still available. You keep your name top of mind, those recruiters are going to call you first when they have a position that comes in. Good one. Some great tips. Yeah. Nice. I think the most important thing with that, too, is uh, is kindness. Being super kind to the recruiters, like, not getting frustrated with them because – one of like hundreds of people calling in every single day. So, um, you know, if you're rude or for whatever reason, they're probably not going to help you find a job. So um, that's super important just to tell you more. Yes. So keep in mind that we get new jobs in every day, but we might not have a job right now that suits your needs. So understand that recruiters, they want to give you this job. Like that's the goal. You know, we want to place you out. We want to help you. We want to help as many people as we can. So, you know, bear with us, you know, don't, I, I hate when I always see those mean emails, like, it's your job to find me a job. Why haven't you found me anything? Um, be patient because there could be a position that comes by. And if you are being that way, at the end of the day, we're people, you know, it's, it could make you look a little bit bad, you know, someone awesome. might want to help you out if you're kind of aggressive at them. And also keep in mind that they're working with their clients, right? So if you're aggressive with them, they automatically think, well, what are you going to be once I place you? Is this going to be, is this a start of a list of problems that might be happening here? You know, so keep that in mind as well. They want to place you, I promise. It's just that sometimes they don't have the positions right now or they might be getting them in soon. Good. Great. All right. So let's see what else we have here. So I guess moving away, you know, from the agency question, just, you know, a couple personal ones here. Um, so what is your daily morning routine? Well, every morning I am not a snoozer. I feel like I have an internal snooze button. So I always wake up like an hour before my alarm automatically. And like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I have a built in snooze. So I don't do that. So I get out of bed and I immediately, um, need like stimulation all the time. I can't just like not have music or something playing. So in my early 20s, I used to, you know, listen to celebrity gossip all the time and like Wendy Williams, Nell the Strand, The Morning Show. And then during my professional career, I started realizing that 
probably should be more informed in things that people are speaking about around the office and like listen to yeah. the news. So I had to do it in my way. So I'm a big podcast person. So I have all different types of podcasts downloaded to my phone. And first thing I put on in the morning for me specifically is a podcast called The Daily. It's the news summed up in 15 minutes. And it literally says, here's what you need to know today. <laughs> Everything that happened yesterday and everything that could potentially happen today, what Congress is voting on or whatever the case is. So it just keeps me informed in a small summary where I feel like I know enough. And if I want to know more, I can go into my other um, podcasts that go into a little bit more depth with it. And then, of course, you know, I get on, I work in the city, so I always pack like I'm like going away on like, you know, a desert like hike or something with my water bottles and my food and it's amazing what you have to bring when you work in the city I mean I'm, I'm not used to that I feel like I'm literally packing for anything I have an umbrella just in case it's change of shoes like it's wild so I, I pack my suitcase and then I go on the train and it takes me into work and that's pretty much my commute to take the train to listen to podcasts nice yeah I actually uh I do something similar I, you know big podcast person and I also get these emails every morning it's from uh, a company called the daily skim so it's very similar it kind of breaks down you know, the top topics of the day in all different areas of life, business, politics, news, media, and it kind of just gives you a couple talking points to kind of talk through and, you know, talk about stuff with your colleagues. I know it's always difficult to kind of talk with your colleagues, you know, what am I supposed to talk about, but it kind of just gives you a couple things to, you know, know what's going on in life and, and it's, it's good. It just keeps you more knowledgeable and, you know, engaged and that's good. Great. Helps you stay informed. Don't get me wrong. I still listen to all the celebrity gossip. I can tell anything yeah. going on with Wendy. I can let you know. But I still try and make sure I keep myself a little bit informed because I'm always on the go and I'm getting ready. You know, I'm from one room to another room to my makeup's over here and my clothes are over there. And, you know, I'm all over the place. So I can't just sit in front of the TV and watch one news thing. So for me, podcasts work pretty well. And then there's the entertainment podcast, too. So those are always fun. Good. It's always good to have a nice balance of... Uh leisure and you know serious stuff too so that's good yeah. podcasts are great it's you know like when you, everybody's you know on their commutes it's great to kind of listen to stuff even just to learn things you know they have great you know different podcasts of different types of things to learn from and you know there's a lot of people that like to share stuff out there and it just you know use your time wisely instead of just sitting there you know daydreaming and kind of listen to something and it just keeps you attentive and keeps you sharp so it's good great all right so let's see what we have here so what are some of your habits of yours that have made you successful in your career so far? I would say, I mean, there's a few things that I um, think contribute to success, but it's always learning and asking questions. So I'm constantly learning no matter what. So i never stop. And I think that's important and ask so many questions of everything. And, and the why behind the question is the most important, you know, the black and white answer. Yes, you need to know that, but there's always a why behind it. Like this is a deadline. Ask, you know, why just out of curiosity, just why is that the deadline? Mm -hmm. And then you get to know it's because, I don't know, the accounting department needs X, Y, Z by this deadline. And then you get to understand and appreciate, you know, what other people in your organization do. And then when you learn more about the company as a whole and what you're doing, you get to learn about other departments and you get to become a little bit more respected. And, you know, once you understand different things, you can also move up quicker as well. So I definitely think constantly learning and asking questions. Um, I'm never going to be a master at my craft until I'm at the very, very, very top. So I'm going to be always learning. And I think that's what so far has made me successful. 
Nice. Yeah, me too. I, I call myself passionately curious. So yeah. to uh, look into new things and kind of learn some new stuff that can help me out. And it's there's so much out there. There's so much you know people that have had some great success and you can kind of learn from them. And, you know, it's, you know, a lot of times they, you know, let them, you know, go through all the hardships and stuff. And if you can learn that and not have to do that yourself, that's great. It, it just gives you, a, you know, a step ahead. And there's always going to be tough, you know, difficulties. But, you know, if you have some help from them, it's, it's great. It's, you know, it's a good shortcut. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. It's it's you can learn anything. You really you can go online and anything you want to learn about, you can go out there. There's tons of stuff, books to read, podcasts to look at. So good. All right. So let's see the next question here. So if people are having trouble reaching their goals, what do you see most often that people could be doing more? Uh I I really I think this question is so multifaceted. I mean, there's so many different ways um that you can try and reach your goals. Um, I think that mostly people get in the way of themselves mm -hmm. and I think that it's really easy to be complacent and it's easy to just make excuses and we're all guilty of it in our lives and our personal lives, professional lives, whatever yeah. it be. And I think, you know, just figuring out what it is and stepping past it. So kind of to relate it a little bit to make it, that comment make more sense back to what we were saying about, you know, even getting a job, um, we brought it up a little bit earlier, you know, emailing the recruiters, like, why haven't I, why haven't you found me a job? You know, what's going on? You know, I want to do better in, in my professional career. You know, it's your job to find me a job. What's happening? And there's so much misguided anger, you know, in some situations and really have to kind of step back and look at yourself and just say, you know, have I done everything possible? You know, what could I do better? And then really do it. Follow through with it. You know, yeah. you're the only person standing in your way, whatever it is, whether it's career or personal, whatever, whatever it might be. I mean, um, it's constant. Just look back at yourself and ask what you can do yourself. I do that all the time, you know, and what I can do differently and constantly making changes. So I think that that's the thing I've noticed the most when it comes to personal and professional is that we really only just get in the way of ourselves. It's a good one. Yeah, I think a lot of people do, like you said, you know, they blame others and oh, I got this, I got this going on. But if you really take the time and the effort to kind of, you know, change things in your life and go towards that, take action towards your goals or whatever you're trying to do, you're going to see results. It's, you know, if you take action, things are going to happen, you know. So it's uh, a lot of people, they're just nervous. They don't want to, you know, they, they just maybe they learn all this stuff and then they just don't know what to do. But just apply it to your life. Get going and get moving and, you know, you'll see some success, which is good. So it's really easy to be comfortable, right? With yeah, of course. Really, uh, complacent, yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to be complacent. Yeah. And the only way that you get better at something is by putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, whether, you know, it is like, well, this is out of my comfort zone, you know, um, but it's going to make me better. Yeah. No, uh, that's the only way to push forward. It's going to be uncomfortable. Trust me. I don't like running every day, but I have to do it because I want to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to do it. Yeah. So different things in all kinds of, you know, whether it be professional and personal, it's that's what you have to do. Good point. Yeah. I'm a big, a big proponent of taking action, you know, mm -hmm. in life. So if you're just sitting on the sidelines, not doing anything, you're not going to go anywhere. So yeah. So stop complaining about it do it yeah go out there and make mistakes that's how you learn you know if you don't do anything how are you going to learn and you know change it for the future so it's all about experiencing you know things and just kind of jumping out there you know trust yourself you'll get through it don't worry and uh you know a lot of times it's people are scared about that but when they really deep, dig, dig deep down and kind of 
you can do a lot of things that you put your mind to. And it's just the fact of, you know, you know, going there and taking action and you'll really see great results. So you will. It's true. I mean, some of the best things I've learned have came from mistakes, you know, going um, in early on in my sales career, I'd go on a meeting, you know, a small meeting and, you know, just bomb, you know, just totally. Really? It would be terrible. But then I would learn. I would say, okay never going to do that again right? Yeah. And, and then build and build and hone your craft so much that eventually it's just like second nature and you know you're not intimidated at all by anybody ever and i could walk in a room with whoever and i'm not afraid to talk to them as long as i'm prepared you know if i'm not prepared different story but i can go in there and talk to anybody it doesn't matter who you are so yeah just kind of work towards that goal good good stuff there all right, so we got one more question. So um, what would you consider one of your biggest weaknesses in the past that you have worked on to improve, you know, over the course of your life? Sure. Mine is organization. This is something that I actively have to make an effort to stay organized. Um, you know, I could seem very organized to some people. Some of my coworkers, you know, say, oh, my, you're very organized. And then some of my coworkers early on in my career would tell you, just as the most disorganized person ever. So it's something that I have to constantly work at. And I needed to figure out what worked for me and systems that I put in place for myself, whether it be with work, uh, whether it be at home, even when it comes to like my closets and my drawers, like everything I needed to just find a way that worked for me to stay organized. And it's something that I'm still constantly working towards. It's never going to be something that, you know, just comes second nature. It's, I'm constantly working to improve it. Good. Yeah, just like to go along with those, like some of those tips that I said, you know, identify some of your weaknesses in your life and kind of write them down and, you know, some areas that you want to kind of improve on. And if you don't really sit down to take the time to do that, you know, it's not going to just happen by itself. So, and like you said, it was maybe, you know, overwhelming at first, but now you probably worked out a lot and now you're showing a lot, you know, good success and it almost becomes a strength, you know, eventually. So mm -hmm. yeah, good stuff. Great. So that's uh, all the questions I had, Mike. You have any questions? Or... Oh, I got, I got a couple. I got a couple. Got right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jessica, sure. if you could choose only one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? It's <laughs> a good question. Um, I would say Say My Name by Destiny's Child. Yeah. Like it's a great song. It's everyone, you know, either that or jumping. Those two. Nice. Really close for me. I feel like that would be a great little entrance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <find> out. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's the playlist. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. So now what is what is your favorite drink? My favorite drink is champagne. That's really easy. Ooh, yeah. Nice. I have a whole like thing in my head. <laughs> a little bubbly. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, what is your most prized possession? Hmm. My most prized, probably the ring that my mom got me from graduating college. And uh, yeah, it was really special to me. It was really nice um, of her. It just meant a lot. So probably I would say that's my prized possession that she got for me. It was really sweet. Um, yeah, I really like it. Her and my sister picked it out. So it was kind of like a double gift there. It was really nice. Reminds me of them. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? I mean, obviously to fly, right? I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, that's actually, that's a good one. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would probably pick the same thing. Kevin, what would you? What would your power be? I don't know. Time, maybe travel, time travel, or uh, being able to get to different places very quickly and exploring new places, new cities, new uh, countries, and stuff. Being able to go back and forth, I think that'd be pretty uh, useful uh, superpower. Then <laughs> I'll fly there. I'll meet you there. Exactly. I guess you can do that too. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a good way to meet up. Might take a little bit longer than me, but that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So that kind of leads into my next question. If you could hop in a time machine, where would you go? Where would I go? Um. Or when I should say when. Hear <laughs> it. I feel like I would go somewhere in, um, like the the 50s. I kind of really like like the 40s or 50s. Kind of like like that vibe. Probably more towards like the 40s kind of like vibe, like old school days. Like I kind of like the music around that time period. It'd be really cool to kind of just see how things were back then. Yeah. Little big band swing. Yeah, I feel like that'd be kind of fun. You know, the outfits are pretty cool. I like right. makeup and the hair. I mean, that was, yeah, I, would, I think I'd go back then. Mm-hmm. I got some easies and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> and Everything, yeah. Everything's five cents. Everything's <laughs> so cheap. I know. <laughs> be great. Yeah. And then this is, uh, this is like a totally random question. How would you, di- <laughs> how would you, uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> how, would you, how would you design a spice rack for a blind person? Well, you would have to have, uh, well, the, you know, what it says on the spice rack, and then you just have the spice on the top of it, and then the the opener where they can easily feel it. I mean, right? Yeah, that's a good one. Kevin, how, on the wall? Any question? I missed that one. What was it? Okay, was Kevin, it? how would you how, how would you design a spice rack for a blind person? A spice, well, yeah, like you said, you got to be able to feel something, I guess, but... uh Maybe put a little, uh, a little Morse, you know, whatever the Braille on the Braille. Uh, Morse code. <laughs> <Morse> code. <laughs> a little Braille on there, so they can read. They gotta, be, you know, be able to distinguish, or at least they could smell it. Maybe that might help. But, yeah. Or like have them, you know, where they can like smell them. There are a little couple holes in there, maybe. Yeah. I would put a cost, in, right? <laughs> like cinnamon. Uh, then you have to take the whole thing off the. Oh, you mean in your hand? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do I smell the spice? Is salt, salt, pepper? Those are going to spice Pepper. Sure. Seasonings. Cumin. Cumin. What do you got? Italian seasoning, oregano, yeah. basil. Yeah, yeah. Parsley. <laughs> I would make it like, a boy, like, like a sound, right? I don't know. I'd do something like that. Yeah, too. Okay. You can hear, but. Interesting choice of question. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not what I'm talking about. This is. This is. questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, does anybody? I threw that in the bottom of the screen. Does anyone have any Q and A question type questions for Jess before we uh, hop off? I'm sure we'll have like oh, one or two trickle in. Probably after. Oh yeah. Anybody can always go at the end about this kind of stuff. So. Absolutely. Yeah, what's great about these is, you know, we post these once we're done, you know, people can watch through them and they'll have questions and um, even just suggest they can, you know, tag you in the, in the comments too, if you want, so you can see them and just answer anything. So um, yeah, a lot of times people can't, you know, show up, which is, you know, it's great, but it's, you know, that's why we put it out there. We put it on different channels so people kind of, you know, listen to it. They can watch it at their leisure. So, you know, not everybody can make this, the 730 Tuesdays, but 
We do encourage people to join live, but I think we got one. All right. Lupa wants to know, what is the right response to what's your greatest weakness? No, good one. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a question that gets asked a lot in um, interviews. Almost kind of like the way I answered it. You know, um, my greatest weakness is, you know, I, I still said I'm still overcoming it. So, hey, like I'm my greatest weakness, you know, maybe I'm not that organized, something I actively have to stay on top of. So I put processes in place to make sure I stay organized. You know, I understand that that might be a flaw of mine, but this is what I've done to make this, you know, work in my life. Like I've created Excel spreadsheets now. I have checklists. I have this calendar. I have these reminders. Like this is how I now stay organized or um, like pick one that's real because sometimes people give a cookie cutter answer to this question right. and don't like that. Um, they get a little bit, you know, like, oh, they're just telling me what I want to hear. Like that old, you know, make your weakness into a strength. Right. It's okay to have a weakness. It makes you human. We're not perfect. Um, just make sure you're showing that there's something that you're actively doing to, uh, you know, make that weakness into a strength. Good question. Yeah, I think that's that's one that I, I always wonder about what to say, and but I, I think that's a great point. You know, talk talk about a weakness, and you know, tell them how you're trying to work at it and trying to improve, and that's what they want to see. You know, they know everybody has weaknesses, and they know everybody's going to have you know certain areas that they're not strong in, and they really want to see that you can adapt to things, that you can kind of really work on things, and kind of uh, just improve in general, and you know, even helping them out. You know, you know, whatever you do on the business, kind of learning things and improving on you know your your professional career as well. So. Yeah. They want to see your personality as well. You know, yeah. I remember someone interviewing at a company and they answered everything with a cookie cutter answer. And they were so just straight and monotone and just right on point with everything that the hiring manager told me they're like, just like, I just wanted to get some kind of personality, you know, out of this person. Um, I really wanted to know something. I just, they were just very cookie cutter answer. Everything I wanted to hear, like they must be a serial killer or something like, <laughs> okay. like so don't do that, you know, be human. It's okay. I mean, they're people too. And it's okay to have weaknesses. Make, make sure hearing them into a strength. Right. And definitely it, something better than bad handwriting. Uibo. Um, <laughs> that's, that's something to work on too, but if, yeah, you can work on it, but nowadays, like, I don't remember the last time I hand wrote anything from my boss, you know, like, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm typing just let, it. Just, just let That's handwriting, but, you know, I, I'm working on it, you know, but um, <laughs> handwriting's not the best. They probably maybe thought that that was um, kind of like a cop-out, possibly, um, you know, and that's one of those circling back to those things. They want to know, like, really, in your working career, what's something that, you know, you're not that great with that you're working on? Listen, there's not a lot of... Uh calligrapher jobs out there but I think that's <laughs> he was on and uh, <laughs> that's probably why I didn't get it <laughs> some jobs do like you know handwriting though I did get requested by a client the other day to have a handwritten letter by all the you know all the people that were applying so maybe they needed handwriting I don't know right. <laughs> now that you bring that up the handwriting I think um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on handwritten letters especially to people that you've worked with or just um I feel like that, that really provides like a, that personal touch that kind of separates you from an email or even just working with people. And like when you're done working with them, like, you know, certain ways to kind of end off on a good relationship and kind of keep them. Yeah. I do those all the time, constantly. I'm sending out probably, you know, 20 different letters a week to even people that I haven't met yet. Like, 
hey, you know, here's whatever. Like, I just I, I put something in it. I write a handwritten letter. If I drop by and they can't see me, I'll write a handwritten, you know, um, thing on the thing I'm dropping off. Like, sorry, I missed you. Um, hoping to, you know, connect soon. Um, just something to remind people, especially when you're in sales, you know, that you are human and, um, you know, they'll want to call you. Yeah. You know, I definitely um, send handwritten um, thank you notes to, to people, um, holiday cards, you know, any holiday, really, like St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, any <laughs> card to somebody, like I'll send an email and I'll write a card, like whenever I can. Um, people love getting mail that isn't a bill. So um, it's kind of nice and it does separate you from the pack. So I definitely suggest if you're in a sales capacity to use letters, um, to follow up, leave things handwritten. Um, if you don't have the best handwriting, get someone to write them for you. I've done that before. I didn't have the best handwriting at one point. I needed so many. I had my friend write some for me and, you know, she would do that. I would kick her like a hundred bucks. She would write me some letters, you know, um, and I would send wow. them out. Awesome. <laughs> I didn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> That's just being so, smart. Working smart, not hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of outsource that thing, but, um, but I got it done. Um, I, I do think it's important. Um, if you're asking like follow-up letters for, Thank you for interviews. Handwritten one might be a little bit over the top. Um, an email is just fine. But in a sales capacity, definitely with the letters. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I Christmas is my favorite time. I think you guys both know that. Um, I was sending out letters and I was in them. I'm not a good, I'm not a good, I'm not an artist, but I was drawing like, like a big gingerbread man hanging out with a little gingerbread man with like, <laughs> like half his head bitten off and like, <laughs> I got so many, like, they were p taking a picture of it, sending it back to me. And, uh, it was just really funny. Yeah. Yo, he's got the good creative letters there. Yeah. <laughs> they'll always remember those, you know. They'll, they'll yeah. forget about those emails, but they'll remember those funny, those letters, those personal letters you sent. Even if just previous managers, if you're moving on to a new position, you know, just a quick thank you note, you know, how much, you know, they affect you and how much, you know, they helped you over the course. It really uh, leaves a nice touch and it, you know, it, you never want to, you know, burn any bridges when you're moving on to new roles or anything. So it's really great to keep that uh, relationship. Yeah. And it really separates you and they'll remember that stuff. So It Just does. Yeah. I've definitely sent previous managers, um, you know, even if it was like a job ago um, and they had given me a good reference, I will send them, you know, an edible arrangement with a nice little, <laughs> you know, handwritten note. Really appreciated it. You know, um, you know, love to see a, you know. Uh, try and circle back with a lot of the people I stay professionally connected with, um, whether it be just grabbing a cup of coffee or, you know, just giving a call, shooting an email every once in a while. You always want to make sure that you have a good, solid group. Mm -hmm. awesome. a work. Never burn any bridges with those people. Okay. Yeah, you don't know who knows who. Exactly. Everyone, it's a, you know, small world. Everyone knows everybody in some form, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, I think just keeping those relationships open. I know it's tough. You know, everybody's busy. They got their job to do. They got a day job. But really, when you make, you know, take the time to, you know, schedule different meeting up with old coworkers or meeting up with old managers, it really, it's, it, it helps, you know, it, it keeps that networking alive. And you never know when you'll need those people in the future and you can kind of help them and they can help you. So. Yeah, I try to do a little bit, you know, in my professional career as well. Now, Jess, thought, what are your thoughts regarding gifts for sales, um, like a sales capacity? Um, yeah. Depends on um, you know what the gifts are. I mean, I've definitely given out you know holiday uh, gifts, and you know to some of my clients, um, you know, definitely if they let's say if I know somebody was going on a maternity leave, I'll send you know a gift for them, or paternity leave, I'll send a gift for them. 
um, their birthdays. I mean, it depends on my relationship with the the clients. Um, I've done it for prospects too, that, you know, someone was having a baby and I was really trying to gain his business. And I put like my company's name is like a now proud client of whatever the company's name I was working with at the time on a onesie and, you know, gave it to him. Yeah. So it's like stuff like that. I've done like cute little gimmicks. Um, never spend a ridiculous amount of money at all. You don't want to try and buy someone's business. Um, it's just like little things that kind of set you apart, you know, something that they would say, oh, that was thoughtful. And, oh, they remembered my birthday. That's nice. You know, um, you want to make sure even with current clients that you're staying, you know, top of mind for them where they think of you as the partner, you know, um, everyone's got a guy, right? I like to say like, I'm the girl. So when anyone needs something, I'm able to refer them to previous, you know, coworkers of mine at different companies for different services. Um, I try and stay top of mind for them. Right, right. What right. about what if you're being so? What if you're being uh, recruited? You're going through the interview process. What about sending a hiring manager or something? Have you ever seen that? No, I wouldn't do that. I feel like that can go like borderline creepy. You know. No. Those are the Doritos, right? <laughs> the email is good. You always want to keep it professional. You know, the email is good. Um, they they want to see the thank you email. Make sure the thank you email is, that's important. I've seen some thank you emails that go kind of like one to two sentence. Make sure it really circles back. Open up by thanking them for their time. Uh, reiterate some of the things that they said in the interview. I really liked that you said your company blah, blah, blah. And I really liked the way that you do this, this, and that. I appreciated the way that your company spends time in training and development, because that's important for me as, as a new employee, um, especially as a, a long-term employee, that I have that, those opportunities. And um, I think I'd be a great fit for your company, because as I said, I've done this and that, and I'm really excited for the next steps in the process. You know, Formulate your letter like that. Don't just say, thank you for meeting with me. I had a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, the end. Make sure you're really um, making them see that you're actively um, engaged in the conversation that you just had and you want that job. If it's a job that you want, you know, let them know. Tell them I'm on this job. You know, it, <laughs> it's so important, you know. Good. Those are great points. Yeah. I know thank you letters. A lot of people don't do them, but it's, uh, if you could touch upon, you know, what you talked about and, you know, the interview, it really, it knows that, like you said, it knows that you were listening, that you're, you're interested and it's great some great tips there so yeah. the gift thing no but the letter can definitely be way more impactful than um any kind of like gift like that that's something that i would say on your first week you know you go to the vending machine and you give them the doritos as you mentioned and just like yeah. hey that you said you liked these like that could be fun um but once you've gotten the job but not beforehand Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think everyone's kind of hearing the same thing, whether it's the letters or the interview questions, whatever it is, it's it's all getting back to do you care? Like, do you care enough to be genuine, and show actual interest in the person that you're interacting with and engaging with and, um, you know, trying to share an experience with? And that's so important, you know, <laughs> to get whatever you want. So it's all yeah. good. interviewing can be daunting, but remember, this is the place that you're going to work that you're going to be here for a while. You want to make sure that you vetted this company, that you feel comfortable here, you like the people, and they like you, and you don't want to be a robot. You want to come across as personable as possible. All right, cool. Any, Jess, do you have any questions? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. If no one else has any questions, I don't think I have any questions. 
Uh, how was your guys' day? I kind of missed that part when I was trying to log on to the <laughs> to the it video. Was, it was a tough okay. day for me because I was on vacation uh, this weekend, so it was uh, wow. catch up on catching up on emails and uh, getting my, uh, all my ducks in a row and stuff. So, nope. but it's good to be back and always looking forward to Tuesdays. So, it's glad yeah. I'm glad you guys came on and were able to share, you know, some good insight with us and. You know, a lot of people do have questions, and you know, when they're you know doing interviews and stuff. So, I really think this is going to help a lot of our viewers. So, I appreciate it. No problem, anytime. If anybody has any other questions for Jess, uh, hit her up at Jay Harm on Instagram. Follow her; she's got great stuff, and you could always just shoot her a message, and you know, I'm sure she can help you out with whatever uh, whatever you're going through. Yeah, anytime. All right, cool. Well, thank you for everybody for joining us, Jess. Thank you again. Loved having you and hearing all these amazing tips that people are really going to be able to use and, you know, moving forward with their next interview or, you know, even helping out people. If it's maybe they're watching and like their brother or something needs, they've been yelling at them and redo their resume. Now they can use those tips. Yeah. So, I um, get those emails all the time. Hey, yeah. you know, my brother needs help or my cousin or so-and-so. I'm always happy to help out in any way I can. But thank you guys for having me on. This is so exciting. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> A lot of fun. Oh. Kev, you are, our longest, uh, you are our longest one too, so you should be proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Record uh, Twin Tide Tuesday. I think we're about an hour now, so that's great. Yeah, no. A lot of good stuff to talk about, so I'm sure the viewers are going to love it. Great. All I right. can go on forever talking about this topic, so sorry if I ramble a little bit. No, it was all good. It's <laughs> great value, and that's what Twin Tide is about, providing value and uh, you know just helping people and it's great to bring on you know, people like you that are really passionate about it and are looking to improve their lives and also help other people out too. So that's great. And we appreciate it. Thanks, Jess. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, Jess, good night. Kev, always a pleasure. See you guys later. Take care. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>